0: Question 51 of Summa Theologica Secunda Secunde, Trieties on the Cardinal of Virtues, The Virtue of Prudence. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Secunda Secunde, Trieties on the Cardinal of Virtues, The Virtue of Prudence by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 51. Of the virtues which are connected with prudence, in four articles. In due sequence, we must consider the virtues that are connected with prudence and which are its quasi-potential parts. Under this head, there are four points of inquiry. First, whether eubulia is a virtue, second, whether it is a special virtue distinct from prudence, third, whether synesis is a special virtue, fourth, whether gnome is a special virtue. Note, these three Greek words may be rendered as the faculties of deliberating well, eubulia, of judging well according to common law and of judging well according to general law respectively. First article, whether euboulia is a virtue. Objection 1. It would seem that euboulia is not a virtue, for, according to Augustine, On the free choice of the will, 2.18 and 19. No man makes evil use of virtue. Now some make evil use of eubulia, or good counsel, either through devising crafty counsels in order to achieve evil ends, or through committing sin in order that they may achieve good ends, as those who rob that they may give alms. Therefore, Eubulia is not a virtue. Objection 2. Further, virtue is a perfection, according to Physics 7. But Eubulia is concerned with counsel, which implies doubt and research, and these are marks of imperfection. Therefore, Eubulia is not a virtue. Objection 3. Further, Virtues are connected with one another as stated above. Paris Prima Secunde, question 65. Now, eubulia is not connected with the other virtues, since many sinners take good counsel, and many godly men are slow in taking counsel. Therefore, eubulia is not a virtue. On the contrary, according to the philosopher, In Ethics 6.9. Eubulia is a right counseling. Now, the perfection of virtue consists in right reason. Therefore, eubulia is a virtue. I answer that, as stated above in question 47, article 4. The nature of a human virtue consists in making a human act good. Now, among the acts of men, it is proper to him to take counsel, since this denotes a research of the reason about the actions he has to perform, and whereof human life consists. For the speculative life is above man, as stated in Ethics 10. But eubulia signifies goodness of counsel, for it is derived from the eu, good, and bule, counsel, being a good counsel, or rather, a disposition to take good counsel. Hence it is evident that eubulia is a human virtue. Reply to objection 1. There is no good counsel either in deliberating for an evil end or in discovering evil means for attaining a good end. Even as in speculative matters, there is no good reasoning either in coming to a false conclusion or in coming to a true conclusion from false premises through employing an unsuitable middle term. Hence both the aforesaid processes are contrary to euboulia, as the philosopher declares in Ethics 6.9. Reply to objection to Although virtue is essentially a perfection, it does not follow that whatever is the matter of a virtue implies perfection. For man needs to be perfected by virtues in all his parts, and this not only as regards the acts of reason, of which counsel is one, but also as regards the passions of the sensitive appetite, which are still more imperfect. It may also be replied that human virtue is a perfection according to the mode of man, who is unable by simple insight to comprehend with certainty the truth of things, especially in matters of action which are contingent. Reply to Objection 3 In no sinner as such is eubulia to be found, since all sin is contrary to taking good counsel. For good counsel requires not only the discovery or devising a fit means for the end, but also other circumstances. Such are suitable time, so that one be neither too slow nor too quick in taking counsel, and the mode of taking counsel, so that one be firm in the counsel taken, and other like due circumstances, which sinners fail to observe when they sin. On the other hand, every virtuous man takes good counsel in those things which are directed to the end of virtue, although perhaps he does not take good counsel in other particular matters, for instance in matters of trade or warfare and the like. Second Article Whether eubulia is a special virtue distinct from prudence Objection 1. It would seem that eubulia is not a distinct virtue from prudence, for according to the philosopher in Ethics 6.5, the prudent man is seemingly one who takes good counsel. Now this belongs to eubulia as stated above. Therefore, eubulia is not distinct from prudence. Objection 2. Further, human acts to which human virtues are directed are specified chiefly by their end, as stated above, Pars prima secundae Question 1, Article 3, and Question 18, Articles 4 and 6. Now, eubulia and prudence are directed to the same end, as stated in Ethics 6.9, not indeed to some particular end, But to the common end of all life. Therefore, eubulia is not a distinct virtue from prudence. Objection three: further, in speculative sciences, research and decision belong to the same science. Therefore, in like manner, these belong to the same virtue in practical matters. Now research belongs to eubulia, while decision belongs to prudence. There, eubulia is not a distinct virtue from prudence. On the contrary, prudence is preceptive, according to Ethics 610. But this does not apply to eubulia. Therefore, eubulia is a distinct virtue from prudence. I answer that, as stated above in Article One. virtue is properly directed to an act which it renders good, and consequently virtues must differ according to different acts, especially when there is a different kind of goodness in the acts. For if various acts contained the same kind of goodness, they would belong to the same virtue. Thus the goodness of love, desire, and joy depends on the same, wherefore all these belong to the same virtue of charity. Now acts of the reason that are ordained to action are diverse, nor have they the same kind of goodness. Since it is owing to different causes that a man acquires good counsel, good judgment, or good command, inasmuch as these are sometimes separated from one another. Consequently, eubulia, which makes man take good counsel, must needs be a distinct virtue from prudence, which makes man command well. And since counsel is directed to command as to that which is principal, so eubulia is directed to prudence as to a principal virtue. Without which would be no virtue at all, even as neither are the moral virtues without prudence, nor the other virtues without charity. Reply to Objection 1. It belongs to prudence to take good counsel by commanding it, to eubulia by eliciting it. Reply to Objection 2. Different acts are directed in different degrees to the one end, which is a good life in general. Confer ethics 6-5. For counsel comes first, judgment follows, and command comes last. The last named has an immediate relation to the last end, whereas the other two acts are related thereto remotely. Nevertheless, These have certain proximate ends of their own, the end of counsel being the discovery of what has to be done, and the end of judgment, certainty. Hence this proves not that eubulia is not a distinct virtue from prudence, but that it is subordinate thereto, as a secondary to a principal virtue. Reply to Objection 3. Even in speculative matters, the rational science of dialectics, which is directed to research and discovery, is distinct from demonstrative science, which decides the truth. Third article. Whether synesis is a virtue objection one. It would seem that synesis is not a virtue. Virtues are not in us by nature, according to Ethics 2.1. But synesis is natural to some, as the philosopher states, Ethics 6.11. Therefore, synesis is not a virtue. Objection 2. Further, as stated in the same book, Ethics 6.10, synesis is nothing but a faculty of judging, But judgment without command can be even in the wicked. Since then, virtue is only in the good. It seems that synesis is not a virtue. Objection 3. Further, there is never a defective command unless there be a defective judgment, at least in a particular matter of action. For it is in this that every wicked man errs, If, therefore, synesis be reckoned a virtue directed to good judgment, it seems that there is no need for any other virtue directed to good command, and consequently prudence would be superfluous, which is not reasonable. Therefore, synesis is not a virtue. On the contrary, judgment is more perfect than counsel but eubulia or good counsel is a virtue much more therefore is synesis a virtue as being good judgment i answer that synesis signifies a right judgment not indeed about speculative matters but about particular practical matters about which also is prudence hence in greek some in respect of synesis, are said to be synetoi, that is, persons of sense, or eusinetoi, that is, men of good sense, just as, on the other hand, those who lack this virtue are called asinetoi, that is, senseless. Now different acts, which cannot be ascribed to the same cause, must correspond to different virtues and it is evident that goodness of counsel and goodness of judgment are not reducible to the same cause. For many can take good counsel without having good sense so as to judge well. Even so, in speculative matters, some are good at research, through their reason being quick at arguing from one thing to another, which seems to be due to a disposition of their power of imagination which has a facility in forming phantasms. And yet such persons sometimes lack good judgment, and this is due to a defect in the intellect arising chiefly from a defective disposition of the common sense which fails to judge aright. Hence there is need, besides eubulia, for another virtue which judges well, and this is called synesis. reply to objection one. Right judgment consists in the cognitive power apprehending a thing just as it is in reality, and this is due to the right disposition of the apprehensive power. Thus, if a mirror be well disposed, the forms of bodies are reflected in it just as they are, whereas if it be ill disposed, the images therein appear distorted and mishappen. Now, that the cognitive power be well disposed to receive things just as they are in reality is radically due to nature, but, as to its consummation, is due to practice or to a gift of grace, and this in two ways. First, directly, on the part of the cognitive power itself, for instance, because it is imbued, not with distorted, but with true and correct ideas. This belongs to synesis, which in this respect is a special virtue. Secondly, indirectly, through the good disposition of the appetitive power, the result being that one judges well of the objects of appetite. And thus a good judgment of virtue results from the habits of moral virtue, But this judgment is about the ends, whereas synesis is rather about the means. Reply to Objection 2. In wicked men there may be right judgment of a universal principle, but their judgment is always corrupt in the particular matter of action, as stated above. Question 47, Article 13. Reply to Objection 3 Sometimes after judging a right, we delay to execute, or execute negligently or inordinately. Hence, after the virtue which judges a right, there is a further need of a final and principal virtue which commands a right, and this is prudence. Fourth Article whether gnome is a special virtue. Objection 1. It would seem that gnome is not a special virtue distinct from synesis. For a man is said, in respect of synesis, to have good judgment. Now no man can be said to have good judgment unless he judge aright in all things. Therefore, synesis extends to all matters of judgment. And consequently, there is no other virtue of good judgment called gnome. Objection to. Further, judgment is midway between counsel and precept. Now there is only one virtue of counsel, notably eubulia, and only one virtue of command, notably prudence. Therefore, there is only one virtue of good judgment, notably synesis. Objection 3. Further, rare occurrences wherein there is need to depart from the common law seem for the most part to happen by chance, and with such things reason is not concerned, as stated in Physics 2.5. Now all the intellectual virtues depend on right reason, Therefore, there is no intellectual virtue about such matters. On the contrary, the philosopher concludes, in Ethics 611, that gnome is a special virtue. I answer that, cognitive habits differ according to higher and lower principles. Thus, in speculative matters, wisdom considers higher principles than science does and consequently is distinguished from it, and so must it be also in practical matters. Now it is evident that what is beside the order of a lower principle or cause is sometimes reducible to the order of a higher principle. Thus monstrous births of animals are beside the order of the active seminal force, and yet they come under the order of a higher principle namely, of a heavenly body, or higher still, of divine providence. Hence by considering the active seminal force, one could not pronounce a sur-judgment on such monstrosities, and yet this is possible if we consider divine providence. Now it happens sometimes that something has to be done which is not covered by the common rules of actions. For instance, in the case of the enemy of one's country, when it would be wrong to give him back his deposit, or in such similar cases. Hence it is necessary to judge of such matters according to higher principles than the common laws, according to which synesis judges, and corresponding to such higher principles it is necessary to have a higher virtue of judgment, which is called gnome, and which denotes a certain discrimination in judgment. Reply to Objection 1. Synesis judges rightly about all actions that are covered by the common rules, but certain things have to be judged besides these common rules, as stated above. Reply to Objection 2. Judgment about a thing should be formed from the proper principles thereof, whereas research is made by employing also common principles. Wherefore also in speculative matters, dialectics, which aims at research, proceeds from common principles, while demonstration, which tends to judgment, proceeds from proper principles. Hence eubulia, to which the research of counsel belongs, is one for all, but not so synesis, whose act is judicial. Command considers in all matters the one aspect of good, wherefore prudence also is only one. Reply to Objection 3 It belongs to divine providence alone to consider all things that may happen beside the common course. On the other hand, among men, he who is most discerning can judge a greater number of such things by his reason. This belongs to gnome, Which denotes a certain discrimination in judgment. End of question fifty one read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.